welcome back to our podcast edition. This is Claire. And this is Cece. And this is the Letter to the Podcast episode for October 11th, 2020. We have a special guest on call with us right now. Um, her name is Melissa. And Melissa, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah. Hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Melissa. I work at Amazon. Is why I am a guest here. Uh, I... Uh, grew up in a small town and went to college and ended up getting my dream job out of college. So I'm excited to tell you guys more as the podcast continues. Ooh, round of applause. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you for coming on to our podcast. Uh, we'd love to get to know more. Like As teenagers ourselves, we'd love to get to know more about what you did You know, as a teen. like uh, Maybe why don't we start off with... Uh, like your intra- uh, educational interests or academic interests? Yeah, yeah, I'll go with that. Uh, so I, like I said, grew up in a small town, so the high school was, um, the entire county went to the same high school, so I had a graduating class of like 500 plus. So we had all of the things you could ever imagine being optional there. So I was an orchestra kid playing the violin, um, considered myself an orc dork, for that, all through uh, middle school and high school, I did that. And then when I got into high school, I took, um, it's like computer apps, but it was specifically for like learning Microsoft, so like Word and PowerPoint, which like everyone knows how to use those basics now, but like <laughs> even 10 years ago, it was not a like normal thing to go into high school and know all of those. So, uh, <laughs> dating yeah. myself here already. <laughs> playing the cello very poorly though um it was very my embarrassing. best friend in high school did cello oh my gosh and did you do like suzuki method is that a thing 
in California that you guys do? The what? I remember I did Suzuki. The, I don't know what that is. Some people know what this is. Yeah, she knows what it is. I used to. Yeah. Oh my god, that brings back like yeah. a wave of memories. <laughs> yeah. My so my dad played um in Tacoma is a suburb of Seattle. It's like just south. My dad was in the Tacoma Symphony for like years. And then when we moved to our small town on the other side of Washington State, um, he became the principal second violin for our town symphony. So I've been playing violin since I was like three because I just was following my dad's footsteps. (laughs) Wow, that's really impressive. Oh yeah, but I stopped at college. It's too hard.
gosh. Um, was it like, because I've been to a winery before, you know, like Napa is pretty close to like where I live, so you know, mm-hmm. everybody heads up yeah. to Napa and goes <laughs> yeah. on little tours, um, and like, it's like huge, you know, like they have miles and miles, almost acres of just grapes. Vineyards? Vineyards, vineyards yeah. right? seen it spelled out so I was like mine and yard same makes sense my dad has oh, you're, to- you're totally gonna laugh though my senior photo is me in a vineyard like it's like the background it's just vines and vines going behind me oh but that's such a pretty backdrop right yeah, yeah. like it's very serene I think mm-hmm. it's very pretty yeah, but now I have to talk about, like, how I knew wine back then. Everyone's like, you were drinking when you were young? Like, well, it's not it's, drinking. I was tasting and like, spitting it out. Like, there's a difference. It's more like tasting, right? It's like, oh, you taste yeah. the yeah. Um, scent, and you're like, oh, okay, I don't like this. Or they're, whatever. Called, they're called blending trials when you're in the business. <laughs> no, I'm not, drinking. I'm not drinking. No, I'm just, you know, just tasting. <laughs> champagne it was part of a tour it didn't taste very good i was like why do people drink this this is like it's 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 not like a it's like sparkling water but it's worse than sparkling it's like unsweet (laughs) sparkling water (laughs) i don't know how to explain it i was like do people bubbly and stuff right you just taste the bubbles and i'm like i don't like it's like what i always say is it's like a like a pellegrino kind of with like a little bit of a Growing up, at yeah, least. at yeah. least growing up. It's it's pretty funny. Um, 
my biggest joke that I say I learned is, you know, my parents would have friends over, because we were all volunteers. The winery we had is literally done by my sister, me, and my parents. So oh. you can't run a business productively on just four people. So we'd have our all of my parents' friends would come and, like, help with all the volunteering and stuff. So when we had them over, we'd have, like, what I call an adult party, because, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. like... 15 maybe at this Mm -hmm. point or we had more but I grew up talking to adults at like these wine things at my house because they'd always stay with us and so we we had a senior project in high school and so our senior project was to like talk to adults like give a speech and I've always been really good at like talking a lot Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) the judges of the senior project were like wow Melissa how'd you learn to like speak in front of adults so well and I always joke to be like oh my parents wine party <laughs> <laughs> these adult parties I they did not like that answer oh. but it was fantastic for me <laughs> oh at least I hope you got an A on the project oh I did I oh. totally <laughs> did and I'm still very proud of that to this day my parents still tell that story too <laughs> it's just hilarious now because they're like oh well now we're not getting like about you saying it now it's just funny yeah i I mean public speaking is hard for real though especially for parents public speaking sorry cutting you off but public speaking is one of those things that i feel like unless you learn when you're young it's really hard to like feel comfortable doing it and it's something that you actually need in almost every job so it's it's something that I wish that they taught in, like, high school as, like, a class besides, like, having you join debate club. Because, like, I mean, debate club's cool, but I didn't want to argue with my friends all the time. <laughs> That's so true. I was just like, no, <laughs> your opinion sucks. I don't want to do that. <laughs> okay, you can do that then. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... When we were younger, like, we had to do presentations, like, oh, like, present to the class, but it was, like, it was never taught, like, how to do it, other than they had to think, oh, make sure you have eye contact, don't stare at the screen too long. Don't stare at one person too long. Yeah, don't stare at one person, but it was, like, it was not only that type, it was, like, formal as well, like, we didn't really practice, like, how to converse. Oh, right, it was just, like, oh, stand up and give this presentation or whatever this present this project well and my question is were you just reading off the screen or did you have like note cards like that that's also the difference you know when you're talking to like like now in my business life now i don't get to have notes because literally i'm trying to think of the answers off the top of my head and i have to speak what i'm saying so it's Mm -hmm. not like i can practice so like i in college was given like note cards all the time but then my teacher would drop a penny anytime I did um or an uh or like a filler word because she's like you don't need to say those words you just need to pause and like breathe like a normal person <laughs> <laughs> our mock trial coach is like that too oh yeah there was a um so we're both in mock trial and whenever uh someone like doesn't speak up enough or like my when you use filler words too much our coach would make people sing happy birthday i think the most recent one was twinkle twinkle oh yeah or twinkle twinkle little star or michael jackson or something like that yeah he would just make us sing (laughs) if you didn't if your speaking skills 
were subpar. But we're it was in a, it, well yeah, it was in a, <laughs> like, a constructive way, though. You guys should try the pennies, though, because it's pretty funny. Because you, you have to keep going. Like, yeah. you'll hear the ding, and it's almost like your phone going off, or you just really want to, like, look and see who it is. Oh. But, like, you can't, because you have mm-hmm. to keep talking. And so I have to, like, the ding, like, would freak my brain out, and I kind of do, like, a blink out of, like, crap, what am I supposed to say next? And then I have to, like, figure out where in my speech I was, all within, like, a half a second to, like, continue talking. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that is a pretty, I think, effective way of learning to public speak better. Public speak public better. Speak better. Public speak better. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> like, My apologies, that was not the right phrasing I was trying to say. <laughs> but you kind of get what I mean. It's like a better way to improve your public speaking. There you go. <laughs> better, Claire. Do you have any tips for people? Like, uh, I mean, obviously practicing on your own, right? Because not all teachers will do the penny thing. Right. It's not, like, a specific method for every teacher. Yeah. yeah. And also, we I have to... Oh, yeah. on my... Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Like, we at school, we don't do much public speaking unless it's, like, for presentations. So it's rare to have those opportunities. And sometimes it's just rehearsed. Right, you know, yeah, and the teacher doesn't ask speech. any questions. Yeah. So do you have any tips to practice your public speaking on your own? Yeah, I mean, you guys are kind of doing it now, right? Like, you guys are having, like, a more formalized conversation doing this podcast together, right? So that is in itself is great practice. Um, for anyone who does not have a podcast, because, like, I did not and did not know any friends who had a podcast in high school, side note, so, uh, good job. Thank you. <laughs> I would say, like, my friends and I would, like, practice talking to each other, like, with, like, a serious topic. So, like, one of the things that my friend, um, I had as as an assignment that I think I really wish I had done in high school was I had to practice giving a eulogy for a celebrity that was still alive. So, like, I did Hillary Duff. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, isn't that, isn't she the girl from, um, I forgot that, it's. There was Lizzie a... McGuire. Yeah, Lizzie McGuire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh, and um, she's in a, like, in a lot of other things as well. Uh-huh. But yes, that's what she's known for most. So I gave a eulogy about Lizzie McGuire, and this was in class. But what I wish I had done was I wish I had practiced with like a friend, because then I would have known where everyone would have laughed. Oh, you're right. Because I like making people laugh is one of my favorite things. And so, <laughs> like, practicing with a friend and, like, who wouldn't get to cheer it in the first place, like, rather than doing it after the fact, I wish I had done them before. And, like, just done it with either my parents or, like, a really best friend. It's harder to do it in front of strangers, but if you want a challenge, like, and you can get some strangers to, like, talk to you, obviously not COVID times, but, like... <laughs> Of course. After COVID, like, yeah. <laughs> you can get somebody to like, or your parents' friends to like talk to you on FaceTime and like you give your speech to them or something. Mhm. Yeah, that's a good idea, Claire. We can try that. We we'll give a eulogy time. to oh my God. Um, <laughs> someone. Um. Oh yeah, going um forward with college, you previously mentioned that you were interested in business right because that was something that stemmed off your high school experiences you want to 
elaborate on, you know, what your college experience was like with your specific major? Like, you know, did you keep your major, change your major? Girl, you're jumping ahead because you know. Oh, oh. I love it. <laughs> um, so, I, let me backtrack. Because since she gave away the fun part. Oh. <laughs> uh, Sorry. <laughs> um, so, I was, like I said before, I was thought I was into coding. And mm-hmm. I was, like, really good at Excel. So, I was like, okay, what can I do in college that uses Excel? Well, I went to a private university in Spokane, Washington. And they had a business degree in management information systems. So that would be like coding software and um, using specifically like HTML, CSS, C++ was like the system we use, but mm-hmm. it's a CSS coding. There's all these different coding languages you learn, but you're not learning like the hard code computer science one. Like you're not learning Java. I'm not learning like all the stuff that's complicated in my mind, at least that seems complicated. You're like in management information systems, you're like the middleman between the person who actually builds everything and the customer is how I described it. So that was what I thought I wanted to do. I was like, ooh, I can do my combination of loving to talk to people and, like, use my coding interests and, like, learn more about computers all in one degree. That sounds awesome. Well, come sophomore year, after doing, like, the basics in freshman year that weren't relevant, and I actually start, like, doing classes relevant to it sophomore year, I realized I couldn't pass econ and I couldn't pass accounting oh. because I'm just not good at either. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with it, but you yeah. needed them to like get a business degree in college. You need certain, you need to do, like decide what college of like there's college of science, college of arts, college mm-hmm. of business. Mm-hmm. Um, and to do a college of business degree, I needed both accounting and econ and I couldn't do it. Like I failed them. Like, so bad. <laughs> so it comes uh, middle of sophomore year, and I'm like, okay, what the heck am I going to do now? Like, I have to change my major because I can't do information systems because I can't pass these other classes. So I realized, well, I really like talking. Like, really like talking. So <laughs> I decided to change to College of Arts and do a public relations, which is like comms is also for most colleges they're combined kind of um for mm-hmm. mine it was separate though so I just did public relations as my major and I could keep information systems as my minor which meant I only had to do those coding classes so I still found a way to like do this combination of like talking and technology but I switched which one was more important mm-hmm. in my degree Okay, so, like, there's not just one way you went about your path, right? You kind of diverged onto a different one. Yeah, I kind of just switched my uh, strategy. Because I was like, mm-hmm. well, I'm not going to switch colleges. Like, I like <laughs> my college. I'm not going to, like, I, I don't want to lose all my friends from my business classes. So I need to find a way to keep business. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, I guess I can just join public relations. Because I liked, I was already doing speech classes. Because mm-hmm. I liked them, so I would add them as my electives, and so I was already towards that, doing the right classes to have a major in that, and I was like, well, this doesn't put me back any, because my mom's rule was, you will graduate in four years, we will not help you for any more money than four years. 
So I had to graduate in four years. Uh-huh. <laughs> College is very expensive. It is, especially when you go private. I was like, I didn't oh, know how expensive sure. private was versus like public, but mm-hmm. I didn't want to get into the battle of like Washington State only has two like really big like state colleges, and I didn't want to get into that battle. Yeah. Is there like I guess could, for all the people that don't know or like I feel like many people have a very in the beginning, I did do, like, a skewed view of PR, because when people think PR, they think, like, lies. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, could you explain more, like, what exactly PR is and what the major is about? Or- yeah, totally. Um, so, it's a lot, it is a lot of public speaking, so I took a public speaking class every semester. We were on semesters, so college is either on quarters or semesters. So you choose what classes you're going to take for either six months or three months in a time. So I did a, a speech class every time. So it's a lot of learning how to talk, how to do all of these, like, conversations, I guess. So, mm-hmm. like, this would be an example. So, like, I took a journalism class um, specifically for, like, how to be, like, a TV news anchor kind of concept. Oh, wow. So I learned how to talk that way, but also I learned how to write. So PR is equally on the talking and on the writing. So mm-hmm. most careers, I'd say, that you're in in public relations, like when you're working for like a big PR firm, is writing mainly mm-hmm. for like the, um, the press releases that you see from companies, um, speeches, anything like that. So we would practice writing speeches for like a presidential debate for example could be a great uh, example of what we would have to do or doing the tv news article for like a fire burning house or like there's been an arson fire or something you know mm-hmm. on those realms so we had to write an article or a statement that would be covered in the news kind yeah. of did, did that help is that enough do you think, Susie? Yeah, yeah it's so. super interesting. I mean, because you don't usually think of those things as PR or public yeah. relations. I think there's a big misconception about it just being public image and things like that. Right? Did you ever get to yeah. work at a PR firm when you were in college? Or work in the field? I did an internship. I did an internship at a PR firm. Um, or a communications firm, I guess is what I'd call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was really interesting. I was writing articles for a blog, and then I was also writing some things for a um, com- campaign. So, like, Oregon has, like, a drive safe and save kind of, like, thing. I don't know if it's still going on, but it did a couple years ago at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would, just, like, help write some of, like, the social media posts for that or, like, the blog posts. Um, I didn't write any of the, like, formal things going to, like, the newspaper reporters at that job. I did in my – I had a job senior summer – or, no, not summer, senior spring semester. I worked for a um, recruiting firm in Spokane, and that was writing blog posts, running all their social media – 
and I would write articles that were going to reporters in that job. And so I'd see, like, reporters would come back to me and say, you missed this important detail, or you should have included this person's name. And I'd have to then gather that information pretty quick and then send it back so that the article is accurate in the newspaper. Damn, that's impressive. Yeah. Did you, I mean, after college, right, you have all this PR experience. What brought you to your current job, right? Because right now you are an HR business operations analyst. Long name. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, that's okay. a great question. Uh, short answer, I had a mentor who I met when I was in high school who went to Gonzaga and got a degree in public relations. And I kind of was already into Gonzaga. And she's like, no, you really need to come. You really should do this. So I followed her to Gonzaga. She was literally four years ahead of me. So right when I started Gonzaga, which mm-hmm. was my college, sorry, um, she went to go work for Amazon as a recruiter. <laughs> and so we kept in touch mm-hmm. while I was in school. And she contacts me out of the blue and says, hey, I'm doing college recruiting for internships at Amazon. We don't have anything in public relations, but I think you'd do great in this human resources role. And I'm like, um, I've never done HR, nor have I taken any HR classes. Uh, I don't know the laws or anything. Are you sure I can do this? (laughs) Like, are you sure Amazon will take me? Because I really don't know what I'm doing. And she's like, yeah, we take it. Like, it's it'll be great. Like, just sign, apply and you'll probably get it. And if you don't, you know, then, you know, it's no waste. I was like, okay. So I apply and I get it. And I got, got to start that internship, which was a 10 week program in a fulfillment center. So like, it's where they put all of your stuff in the boxes and everything's like four football fields long and there's robots and all of that. Um, so I did that for 10 weeks, and that was after I got back from an internship, or uh, from a semester in Italy. <laughs> so I just come back from Italy and was told, go work at Amazon. <laughs> so I went from, like, the slow pace of, like, enjoying life and, like, just having, like, naps in the middle of the day, because that's what Italy does, kind of like oh, right, me, yeah. Yeah. to, uh, you have to go 5,000 miles an hour and, like, be on top of your toes all the time. <laughs> But I did really good in that. We had a program or a project there that was like learn how to help employees have a better experience kind of was the main gist. Mm-hmm. And I did really good. Like they implemented what I had done in all the Excel spreadsheets. Of course, I was like super happy because I got to use Excel again. <laughs> <laughs> and they offered me a job in October of my senior year to start after I graduated. So I already had a job set up for me after graduation before senior year had really, like, gotten into the full swing of things. Oh, wow. <laughs> Claims yeah. over here, so, like, wow. I have no answer for why they took me or why, because <laughs> I never learned. I took, I did end up taking, because I knew I had this job, I ended up taking one HR class my senior year, second semester, because I was like, I have to take at least one. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I really don't know anything of what I'm getting myself into. So, <laughs> but that one didn't help me at all. Oh, like, the only one that was offered was not helpful. So, Never mind that. I went in and ended up running, like, a 
site of 2,000 employees, like, by myself, essentially. Wow. Within my first two months of graduating college. I would not recommend that. (laughs) (laughs) What did you, like, uh, (laughs) what did you do afterwards, like, after, well, yeah, after you got that job, like, where did it go from there? Yeah, so I um, ended up working in the fulfillment center, doing that after I graduated for eight months. Um, So I was a senior human resources assistant, and that means, like, the entry level into, like, most jobs at Amazon, they're they're kind of that, that tier where you start in the fulfillment center, and you can then work your way to corporate or work your way to wherever you want to go. Uh-huh. Most of them, you can start as a recruiter and that starts right in corporate, but it, it depends on what you want to do. So I started in the performance center, did that for eight months, and then my manager's manager, so it's called skip level, is the terminology, um, noticed I had this passion for using Excel and data and like using my information system stuff because I wasn't using it on day to day. I was teaching people how to use the computer, how to uh, sign, scan their badge to like get paid for work. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I was doing for my first eight months. That was the main base of like basics of what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's like, hey, you know, we have this job at corporate and like you're already in Seattle area. So I'd love to have you just transition to this job. And I'm like, yes, please take me. Yes, I'm ready to go. Like, I'm done teaching people how to use basic computer maneuvers, like clicking the start button. Like, help oh me. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I get to corporate, and I'm still being a senior HR administrator, but it's on the higher level of employees. So before I was working with people in the fulfillment center, and now I'm working with corporate employees. The most people who join corporate have an MBA, have some sort of a master's, Uh or, um, like, they know computers. Like, they know how to work basic things on the internet, which is really nice. So I'm helping them more with, like, getting them a letter to buy a house, or, like, helping the teams figure out, like, what's happening next in their talent management, which means, like, how you promote people, how you, like... Um, help employees that are having a hard time, all of that kind of stuff mm-hmm. is things that I ended up doing from there. And I did that job for almost two years. So I mastered it. I felt like I knew what I was doing. I was really in touch and like had been working with the same people now for two and a half years. And I was like, you know, I think I need a change. Like, I think I'm ready for something new. And that's what brought me to my current team that I've been in for a year now of, like, helping managers learn how to manage and, like, how we hire people. And it's a tech team specifically, so I'm hiring, like, software engineers Mm -hmm. and um, helping them, like, get their computers and, like, how you, like, where you want to go on your first day, like, website-wise, obviously, because we're not in person. <laughs> like, yeah. what resources do you want? Like, oh. all of that. So, it, it's kind of changed 
as I've continued through Amazon, but, like, it's so weird to think about how I went from, like, making wine with my parents <laughs> right, to yeah. now I'm teaching these people that have been in the workforce for over 20 years how to, like, work at Amazon, essentially. Right. I mean, that sounds like an unusual path, but that's life. Yeah. And as long as it works out, it's great. Well, that was well, a lot. Everyone, <laughs> everyone, everyone hears this. Everyone's work path is different. And I heard it all the time when I was in high school, and I thought it was the stupidest thing. <laughs> well. so true. It's so weird, though, because I never thought, like, this would have been it. But, mm-hmm. like... I'm so thankful that I don't write public relations articles all the time uh-huh. because I am not the best writer. I am really good at sounding super professional, but when it comes to like doing something that has a little bit more like joy or fun or flair, I feel like I sound so cheesy <laughs> when I write things. Uh-huh. I think I even said it to you guys. I was like in in our Instagram post that we did, right? Like. I, I had to write something for you, and I was like, I sound cheesy. Like, I don't know how to write this. <laughs> I mean, it works, you know? But, yeah. It's it's pretty interesting how, like, different types of demographic. Like, when I write emails sometimes, I don't know if you notice, Melissa, but sometimes I'll add, like, exclamation points. Because yeah. I'm so scared of sounding, like, that I'm mean, you know, right? Like, when I write stuff, I don't it, it ever want like to. like if I don't put a smiley face, I'm a jerk. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, it's like really passive aggressive or something, and I'm like, I'm. That's not what I want to come off as. It's, it's just how it is. Yeah, I mean, th- I mean, that's that's why PR and that stuff is so tricky, you know. Yeah, you have to have the exact tone you want to give off, right, and not accidentally piss anybody off, you know. And I probably am better than I'm like portraying myself as right now. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm writing it, I still feel like that high schooler in my heart when I'm writing some of these emails to these big people at work where I'm like, do I sound too mean? Do I sound too nice? Like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, reflecting back on all the things you've accomplished in life, do you have any advice? for high schoolers? Like, say for seniors applying for college and wondering what their uncertain future will be? Yeah, I was talking with some of my girlfriends about this the other day. And again, I sound so old. But <laughs> I swear I'm not that old. Um, I was like, man, I wish, you know, I hadn't put so much pressure on myself on, like, my grades in college, which your parents don't want you to here but like I got <laughs> like and I was a a a a minus student in high school and I worked really hard to get those and it helped me and I was really thankful for it but in college like I was doing so many other things and like trying to figure out like who I was as an adult that I just didn't have the energy or like t- I would have literally been awake till like 4 a.m every day if I had just done all everything and everything to get those A's in college Uh and unless you're like really wanting to go to master's like your GPA isn't gonna help you get a job in some cases that's true though it's like 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 where you you don't want like you don't want like a crap GPA but you don't want to (laughs) like hurt yourself or like say you don't want to do this club 
because I have to study so hard and do all of these classes. Like, I failed those two classes, and no one, well, now the world knows, but, like, no one knew <laughs> until I said it. And it didn't, hurt, it didn't hurt me at all. Like, I still have this amazing job, and I still am, like, able to pay for my means, as my mom would say. Like, I can afford food, and I'm not on the news. Like, <laughs> of the world. <laughs> I love that saying. Those, you know, your mom, your mom wants you to be able to pay for your food and be able to have a roof over your head. Well, I've succeeded both, and I've still failed two classes. So, <laughs> I call that a big success. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I, I put so much pressure on myself, back to that question, I put so much pressure on myself, and I know my friends did too, in high school, on like grades, 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 like I have to get into the best college. And I think that's true, but even with my A minuses, like I still got into a great college and I still had this amazing like life, I'd say, I guess so far. I'm still living it, but <laughs> <laughs> like it, it, it's more you get, you worked hard now, enjoy what you are in the, enjoy what you're doing now. Like, cause you're not going to get that part of your life back kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't even like travel back in time. It's like once you do it, you do it. Oh yeah, I have like video of me in high. This is a little random story. I have a video of me in high school at a talent show with I had five best friends um, at the time, and it's all five of us. And I was playing violin, and two were singing, one was piano. <laughs> and so I look back at that video, and I'm like, oh, I look so like innocent in my mind, but it's, it's more like I I have so so many. Like, I'm not worried about a mortgage or, like, rent or, like, how I'm going to pay for food because my mom was giving me food, whether I liked it or not. Like, I didn't want to eat the broccoli, but I still had broccoli, but I didn't have to think about where the broccoli was going to get paid for. Exactly. Like, yeah. We, didn't have, all we don't have to worry about this Yeah. Yeah. Well, to all those teenagers listening, enjoy your food. <laughs> Broccoli. Yeah, I guess that's what I was gonna say. Enjoy the food. Yeah. Broccoli. Eat your vegetables way. too. Yes. Like broccoli. Broccoli's one of my favorite vegetables. Same. Actually. I don't like and like asparagus is kind of disgusting. To me, it's okay. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. If I, if I if I talk about broccoli, maybe your mom won't hate me for saying the great part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Makes up for everything. Well, I mean, going off, like, it was a lot, and it was good, and thank you so much for sharing, but before we end, we have a few more questions to you, but they're fun questions, they're more fun questions that you don't have to reflect back on your life for. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank God. (laughs) Is, what is, like, if you had to go, like, if you could have a Sunday brunch, right? What would the meal look like? Or your perfect Sunday brunch meal look like? Anything? Oh, I love that question. It would be at home, because I've mm-hmm. gotten really, really comfortable at being at home. I used to say I like being at a restaurant, because I never went, and now I want to sit on my couch. Because um, I like sitting on my couch and being in my jammies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it would probably be, I like carbs. So like pancakes, French toast, great. Yes. With some strawberries and strawberry syrup. I have this really good um, strawberry syrup I love. Like, uh, And the bacon. I love bacon. Ooh, that would be good. It, 
Yeah, I think that, and then just watching some, um, we've been watching uh, The Floor is Lava on TV. I have that on the screen. I think that's a pretty good Sunday brunch morning for me. Like, I would be in heaven. Yeah, that sounds good. Even I would be. I would have said I would that like for to be real, there. though. Yeah, I definitely would have said that if I were asked that question. Yeah. And also, I feel like yeah. my comfort level has definitely changed because of COVID. Yeah, I'm too comfy at home. So, oh well. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how we're going to get past that. No idea. Because, <laughs> like, if this thing stops, then we have to, like, go back to school, go back to school. <laughs> we have to like, go. Oh, come on. We have to, like, actually get ourselves out of bed. And, like, to other places now, I'd be like, uh, I don't want to do that anymore. It's okay. We'll, we'll see what happens when that time comes. Yeah. So, thank you, Melissa, for coming on to this call. We really appreciated it. And we had tons of fun. And I had a great time. Thank you both for having me. Hope I helped somebody out there enjoy <laughs> your life more. <laughs> yeah. So our takeaway for our listeners, enjoy your life, eat your broccoli, learn some stuff about wine, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Get that citrus taste. Oh my goodness. <laughs> don't, don't, don't do that last thing. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, maybe not the wine. <laughs> yeah, if you're underage, don't. Nope. Uh, so thank you everyone for listening and have a good Sunday.